Hey everyone, and thanks so much for joining me on our first episode of Charbib. Defi Mochi is so fun, so clever, so amicable, and hardworking and genuine. We laughed so much that I feel like I've gotten a week's worth of serotonin from our two hours of just being weird in ourselves together. Before we head out, I do want to announce some disclaimers for audience listening safety. This podcast is virtually unedited. Please don't feel offended by my dizzy demeanor and myriad instances of inaccurate references and poorly expressed opinions. I get caught in the vibes, but you're going to get the gists. We flack a lot on random groups, but for real, for real, we're just fucking around and don't mean any of it. We love all of you. Oh, and I'm also sorry for attempting to sing, but I'm not really sorry for pinning Musk for every new and existing issue with Twitter. And Motion and I would never do anything illegal. Cross my heart. Thank you so much again for joining me, Anon. I appreciate you so, so much. And I hope you can feel me sending this virtual hug to you. I love you and can't wait for you to join in. So sit back, relax, and let's make some mochi together. Uh, wait. Okay. I think I turned it off. Okay. Yep. There we go. Hi. Hi. <laughs> you know how, like, sometimes you meet someone, you're kind of worried. Oh my god, what if we don't have like chemistry? <laughs> uh, yeah. Sometimes I guess. How's it going? Uh, yeah, it's it's going okay. Um, recently had a lot of more growth and a lot of attention. Yeah, how's it going for you? Um, life is normal, really chill. I've been helping my mom out a lot. So yesterday I cleaned like we have three floors in the house, and I finished cleaning one of them. Like the other ones are done already, but it was a lot of work. I'm tired. Ah, okay. Uh, actually, just wondering, like that, the application sort of like. Removes your face. This one. Sure. Yeah, I can't really. Oh, so what it does is it has a split recording. When you say, "Well, after we end the call, the host gets two files." I think you also get them, but one is an audio track and one is audio and video. Oh, okay. Yeah, so then it's easier for you to edit. Like, um, that's like the good thing about especially like focus software. Right. Okay. So, um. Like, uh, do, do I still have to like show my face or? Um, you could, but like, it'll I'll I'll have the audio track for the podcast. So, um, if even like even if you show your face, it'll uh like we'll have a version of it that like no one would have. Oh sure. You don't um, have to show your face if you don't want to. No, <laughs> actually, it's, I think it would be better if like because I I like these podcasts to like. Um. Really, like, do do well. I guess so. Um, yeah, it's easier for us to like understand and communicate if you can like see each other. I guess I think your camera is off or something. Really? Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. I don't know why I I can't see. Like, it just says recording continues smoothly. Live video will return when their internet improves. Oh, I think my it's your internet or my internet. Really? I think it's my internet. Mine is on. <laughs> Um, you should be able. I see both of us. Do you oh, just what? see yourself? Yeah, I just see myself. That's so odd. Um, let me check. My camera's on for sure. Let me see if there's anything in like settings for um, 
guests. Let's see. Um, no, it should be the same. Hmm. So do you, know you just what? see like, one video on completely or do you see me as like a black screen? I see you as a black screen. <laughs> like right now. Weird. That's so disappointing. <laughs> uh, I guess this is why you need like the 15 minutes. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, that's, that's okay. I've allocated the rest of like my day for this. Um, am I uploading? Yeah, input and output. My input is using my MacBook's FaceTime camera. Yeah, because like just now I could see your face, but like right now I can't. So weird. I think it's like to do with the maybe the <clears> quality. <throat> I'm not sure. So um right now I'm uploading at ninety nine percent capacity at seven hundred and two pixels. So it should be. It looks like it's working. Yeah, um, it looks does look like it's working. Just that I can't like see you. Mm, okay, I'm just going to do something really stupid. I'm going to exit and come back. But then I feel like I'm going to end the thing for both of us and we'll have to redo it. That's so weird because no, I yeah, see... That's okay because like, we're just three minutes in, honestly. Like, I think I think it's okay. No, I want you to see me. <laughs> Wait, what? I want you to see me. Um... Oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. Okay, let's let's Google this. So Riverside um, guests can't see host video. Maybe it's like a known issue. Okay, here, here's a Reddit thread. Um, oh, so what browser are you using? Oh, Chrome. Yeah, that was sorry. I had the same problem. Okay, no one's saying what the answer is no answer yeah because he just says live video will return when their internet improves mm. okay but that's like a low data mode apparently but inviting mm. guest recording Oh my god, this is so not helpful. <laughs> um, wait, come on. Come on, we're both smart. We can do this. <laughs> do you see any controls at all on your side? Uh, let me see. Um... At Riverside, yes. Can't see um... Could you turn your camera off and on again? Like, does yeah. that work? Okay, now it's off. Maybe maybe I can join again. Okay. Yeah, try that. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna exit and join again. Okay, and then I don't oh, Okay, it, it works now. What? Oh, okay, can you see me now? Yeah, but it's a bit laggy, that's all. Like super laggy? Uh I I only see like one <laughs> One one frame of your face. <laughs> okay, maybe it's your download speed. 
Okay, uh, anyway, um, what would you like to cover? So, like, we can discuss that before, like, I think, I think we're just going to give this a bit of time. Yeah, but... sure. Um, so, I'm probably just going to talk about, um, so, like, first, I think we could start with your claim to fame. Kind of like, what do you do in crypto? How have the recent months been? I was also going to chat a little bit about, like, the recent, um, like you said that there have been bad actors with your phone. I think so like the idea is like all of it is going to be kind of focusing on um, your journey in crypto and mm -hmm. what you love about it. And also kind of like trying to get personal. So as you go along and answer some of the questions, I'll probably ask follow-up questions. So like, for example, um, I mean, I don't know how private like you want to take this. Of course, like anything that we record, we can always cut out. So don't worry about that. That's not a problem. But like um, even just emotional things like, um, you know, friendships and stuff. So for me, I think when we talk about conversations, it's always awkward because in an interview, you don't actually really ask me questions back. So then in the normal conversation, I can open up a little bit, right? And then, like, you'll feel more comfortable talking about certain things. Um, so, yeah, definitely feel free to do that as well because it doesn't have to be, like, weird or awkward. Um, and we'll just, like, see how things go. And then after we get through, like, when I feel comfortable that we've gotten to a point where um, I have a good sense of, like, who you are and, like, you know, everything, just, like, that kind of vibe, um, we'll just do like a lightning round where I'll ask you, you know, what's your favorite dessert? Like, is it mochi? <laughs> so, and then, um, and then we'll like end things off. Um, and like everything that we do, I'll send you a copy before we publish it. So again, like nothing um, to worry about there. Yeah, sure. That sounds good. Okay. Um, can you still see me or is it like frame freezing? It, it, it just, it's just frozen. <laughs> I can try again. Turn my camera off. And then on. Hmm. That's so weird. I'm, Even just now. I blame your internet speed and I'm really disappointed in you because you work in tech. <laughs> yeah, so. I just had like a meeting though, like earlier this week and my internet cut off four times. Oh my god. Yeah, but that, that was because uh, I was in Malaysia and not like in Singapore, so... Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Wait, are you living in a dorm? Is that why? Oh, uh, no, no, this is like uh, an apartment. Oh, maybe we should fundraise so that you can get a, like, <laughs> higher internet speed. Man, why are you dissing me just like... <laughs> dissing my internet, like, we're just eight minutes in... <laughs> Because it's not helping. <laughs> uh, actually, does do you think it's okay if I leave and join again? Yeah, yeah, sure. Try. Okay, th there's like one more like method I can propose which might work. So since this records like the, like, like the audio right, and uh, the purpose for us to like show our faces on Riverside is just to like have better communication. We mm -hmm. could actually open a Google Meets. Or on the other end, and then like just have the voice recording here. Wait, now it works. Can you like? 
Like, I can, raise your I've hand. always been able to see you. <laughs> Look, can, can you like raise your hand? Like, like just move oh. your hand. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Um, I mean, since he works now, I guess he's fine. Magic. <laughs> no idea what's going on. <laughs> I feel like I should edit that into the podcast and then we'll like play that song in the background. You know, the one that goes, it's like magic, you know? <laughs> What, what what song have you picked up for the podcast? Oh my god, I've been trying to download royalty-free podcast music. <laughs> <laughs> and they're so bad. Actually, I have to say, some of them are pleasantly, like, surprisingly good. So, mm. um, <laughs> I'm like, there's two ways we could... Okay, one thing, I've been recording this like script i laid out for like an intro to the podcast and um when i notice like the best thing for me is to pause very frequently because then if you cut it out it feels really natural otherwise yeah that makes sense, that makes sense. <laughs> um that was just some random thing i was thinking about awesome like should i put on some music for us i wish i could do that but it'd be weird <laughs> It's actually okay. I think it wouldn't, like, interfere with... But, hmm, I'm not sure. It probably would. Like, yeah. um... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but one day, my dream, have a recording studio, fly everyone out, have a great time in the studio, then call it a day. Sounds good. Like, yeah. once you reach there, you can invite me again. <laughs> oh my god, we should do, like, reunions. <laughs> <laughs> am, I, am I your first guest, by the way? Um, oh, you are technically my first recording. Yeah, and I think I'm going to make you my first guest. Guest, But um, I feel like that's not set in a stone, but you're definitely the first right now. Good to be the first. Yeah, because you said you'd experiment with me. Tomorrow I'm doing um, DC Builder, and then on Thursday, Rye. Oh, okay. Tomorrow, yeah. Whoa, so you have quite a few lined up already. I do. I think it was cool that everyone was quite eager to get it out of the way. And I'm like, are you eager or you just want to get it out of the way? <laughs> I don't think they're like looking to get it out of the way if they really agree to this. Like, I don't. Yeah. So. I hope so too. You know, I definitely also thought you might be a girl. I wasn't positive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so actually I want to use that to confuse people. <laughs> Why? <laughs> uh, because I'm not like being a dick or anything, but being a girl gets way more Twitter engagement. So like, is that true? I'm a girl. No, it's guess true. It's true. No, you know why? Because you're not one of those like, I don't. I don't be mean to people, but you're not one of those people who like show stuff. You're just like <laughs> a tech and code focus. So like, people are like reading all that tech, right? And and all this like code. And they, they, they see, like, this, like, woman profile picture, right? They're like, it's probably a dev guy, you know? Like, he just, like, found this random girl on the internet. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm telling you, most crypto people, they don't think, like, women are technical. But uh, me being, like, a data engineer, I've seen, like, some really technical women in crypto. And honestly, I really would like to see more of uh, women representation in crypto because, like, right now, it's, like, so ridiculously imbalanced. Yeah, we need 50-50. Um, I feel like this is something I should probably talk about at some point. But so recently I was on a Twitter um, and like, so 
again, like for all of this, maybe we can just like do this because it's quite casual and I can edit pieces out. But um, I was on a Twitter space with um, like it was just a lot of women devs and like uh, there was a protocol who was hosting it. Um, I had brought up that sometimes I feel discriminated against because, you know, even in like Web2 traditional world, I think one of the things is there's this misalignment of perception. So if people perceive you to be like ultra feminine, then they automatically assume you can't be technical or you can't like do stuff. It's quite like sexist. And I was just like, sometimes I felt that way. Um, and everyone, I felt really bad because I was not the main uh, opinion. Like everyone was like the opposite. They're like, no. Or they skipped around it. They're like, no, I think that there are so many women in crypto and that it's been so welcoming and warming. I'm like, there's definitely like groups, right? Like there's a group who's just really welcoming. I see a lot of representation. You know, there's a lot of clubs now with like uh, Herdow and Crypto Boys. But at the same time, I feel like when you're trying to, like, you know, speak to certain people, I've definitely had really, really rude founders. Um, so, yeah, that was, like, a thing. But apparently it was quite a hot take. So Yeah, honestly, how do I put this? There are just, like, so many... Um, There's just... Because uh, right now in crypto, most women are involved in marketing, am I right? That's true. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I understand that perhaps it's because women understand the emotional side of things more. So mm. they could like uh, leverage those skills to perf- perhaps like perform better in that aspect. But I think because like there's so many men in crypto and then like they, they just like view all these women as like marketing people. And then we have, a, we have some women in the space who just use like Okay, they, they just like show semi-nude photos of themselves <laughs> and use that for like marketing and engagement. So I think it's because of like a huge representation of women in these areas that I think a lot of like people discriminate against women and just think that, you know, women are just like people who should like flash their tits or like, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you get what I mean, you get what I mean. Like get engagement on crypto by doing that. Yeah. But much is it a hot take too that women are more attuned to like social and emotional are do you think that we are built that way or we're like taught that way <laughs> i feel like your pc brain is tiktoking uh, <laughs> i get that these a lot like people think i'm just like a sequel engine or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah so um okay so I think in general, in general, maybe women will understand emotions better. Mm-hmm. But it's not like I think women will be less good at math or something. There are plenty of studies that show that women are just as good at men as at math mm-hmm. and science. And um, honestly, I think even on the men's side, there are some who really can understand emotions. So like uh, for me, how mm-hmm. I kind of like sift through people is like I ask for uh, what's your biggest DJ play? So uh, I'm kind of a <laughs> DJ-nist, <laughs> if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I, don't really, I don't really care about like what uh, gender they are. Like mm-hmm. I saw your timeline and what attracted me immediately was like that you were trying all these React packages and trying to try out Viper. And mm-hmm. I, I've actually never really seen like many uh, people, not even like Twitter deaths, like posts their journey through that so I was like really interested in what you're doing 
Oh, heart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, we've done a lot of banter. I want to hear a little bit more about like who you are as much as you want to share and kind of like your journey into crypto. We briefly talked about it over DMs, but like, give me the story. Tell me the creation of DeFi Mochi. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. So uh, in 2021, it was like actually when I was first, I first got into crypto is because uh, everyone was talking about Shiba Inu. And uh, yeah, so I looked into a lot of uh, layer one protocols like AVEX, BNB, because uh, I think layer ones were the narrative at that point in time. So smart contract protocols, right? So I learned about uh, proof of history with Solana. I don't really understand the math behind it, honestly. And uh, AVEX, which used like subnetting. Uh, afterwards, I didn't really touch crypto from then on because I was like serving my national service. So actually, I'm in national service as a public transport police, which is a bit interesting for Singapore because yeah, that's uh, so for hot. most countries. Hmm? I was like, that's so hot. Yeah, right. Um, okay. <laughs> I'm not used to those kind of compliments, but anyway. <laughs> it's, so, it's so weird. No. Okay. But also, wait, Um, just one question on that. So when we're looking in, like, because of Shiba Inu, you were looking into the layer ones. Was it kind of, you were thinking, oh, how can I make money in crypto? Or it was just curiosity generally? Yeah, so uh, for most people, I think most of us, like, what attracted us to crypto was he, was definitely the gains. And then after, like, you look at the gains, you stay for the tech, right? Yeah, or, like, the memes, like, whatever suits you better. Yeah, yeah so uh, I was re- really into it because I saw the ridiculous gains in uh, Binance Smart Chain Coin. And, uh, and then I went into learning about TPS, latency. And, uh, yeah, then afterwards, I just kind of cut off the... And, like continue my national service until 2022 yeah yeah cool so in singapore what does the national service entail yeah so uh in singapore you basically have to serve two years of national service uh there's three uh there's three ways you can do it so one one is you can be uh singapore in the singapore police force which i was in Mm. Uh, another is uh, in the Singapore Arms Forces, which is like the Army and the SCDF, which is uh, the Civil Defense Forces, like you fight fires and help in the ambulance and stuff. So I was in the Public Transport Division and uh, as you can tell, I'm really bad at social skills. So No, that... I think you're good. Okay, uh, maybe maybe because like we have somewhat of a chemistry going on, but like... Uh, yeah, and maybe because you're equally degen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, I was really bad at social skills. So what happened was I got scolded a lot and kind of like fell into a depressive state. I wasn't exactly diagnosed with depression, but this is not my cup of tea. Like bureaucratic organizations with a lot of red tape. Yeah. I hope the government doesn't like listen to these. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, there was a lot of red tape in the Singapore police force. Really hard to get things done, and everything was done through like, like a certain protocol. So like, that protocol just kind of sounds yeah. weird. Here. Uh, 
you have to go through like certain steps whenever you do something. So whenever there was like a molestation case, I go through a few steps of harassment. And then uh, I'm not a kind of person who can like think on the spot in real life. Like I can think on the spot for like sequel, I guess, but like <laughs> not in real life, man. Yeah, so I was scolded a lot and didn't have the social skills. So was really dejected going into university in August of 2022. But uh, I chanced upon this like blockchain cloud. So, uh, so my university actually has this like blockchain club that they have and uh there was this uh do, do you have these things called like co-curriculars yeah i think you do right uh yeah do, core they, mm-hmm. do they call it like co-curricular activities there or like we don't have core curriculum activities just the curriculum where we have to do courses oh i was talking about co-curriculars like uh like for example you can join a frisbee club or chess club in the oh, university yeah, yeah. what's that called in America, like, um, oh, extracurricular. Oh, yeah, 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 extracurricular. So basically, yeah. they had this extracurricular fair where there was a blockchain club, mm-hmm. and there was basically this guy. It was like on five cups of coffee, and he started <laughs> talking about like Eve merch. So I was like, "Fuck!" <laughs> He's like, "Uh, yo," he like he he just went up to me and was like, "Yo, uh, how much do you know about crypto?" And I was like, "Uh." I kind of read like stuff about Merkle trees, um, mm-hmm. consensus. Then he's like, "What the fuck? We don't even have those people here." <laughs> then he's like, "Then then after we we started talking for like three hours, and he treated me to coffee. So like, Aww. like basically there was like two or three of them. One of them was like really high on coffee. Like he was like talking like like this Chinese merchant. Yeah." That's so funny. It reminds me of like, um, you know, the meme where you have like this one guy like standing at a party and everyone else is like making out and like drinking. And then he says, you don't even know who I am on crypto Twitter. Like <laughs> <laughs> literally they, the vibe. They don't know, they don't know that. Uh, yeah. Exactly. They don't know the FTS collapse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. That means you- really feeds this idea, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's like one of the most exciting things about crypto for me was kind of the general vibe. It's just been so long where everyone can feel a part of something that's so big and so interesting and so deep. And I don't know if it's good or bad, but there's a certain elitism associated with understanding all of this and other people don't get it. But obviously that's not what we're going for because we want it to be mainstream. But then I'm like, you know what? Honestly, if it stays kind of DeFi focused, it could still be cool. I don't know. Yeah, eventually we'll be one of those people who says uh, we're in crypto since 2022 and then like we'll play on our bios. And- <laughs> we'll be like, do you remember crypto winter 2022? Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's like, that. I'm, I was in crypto in 2022, man. Like, you, when were you in crypto? 2025? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's such a small industry. It's so young. I didn't, I mean, 15 years is really not that long. Right, yeah, exactly. But we've really seen like so much progress. Yeah, but I'm not gonna lie. Like, so I when I first started doing crypto, it's it was a little bit earlier than you because you didn't really start until like probably fall last year, right? Like literally. Um, yeah. So I got into it during uh, April last year. So it was still before FTX. It was still okay before Terra. It was kind of cool, and um, I remember kind of like people were talking about DeFi summer and previous crypto winter and I had no idea what they were saying. I was just like, yeah, 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 totally. 
Mm-hmm. Industry history. I'm part of this. I'm here. I'm here for it. Well, were you here during the own fucking? No, I don't. Yeah, oh same. I wasn't. They, they were like talking about memes like Suzu per cycle. Uh, like the fuck is Suzu per cycle? Zoo per cycle. Like I, Zoo I per cycle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, yeah, I'm like, yep. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, I, I have nothing like. But so I was, I went back um, just a few weeks ago and I went through like all the 2022 events and tried to link. Well, I mean, I didn't have to try to link them together. They were linked together, but um, definitely it was, yeah, see, no, Suzy, oh my God, see, not Suzy. <laughs> um, the, um, oh my God, what's the other one? Yeah, 3AC and the whole thing with super cycles. And then he was like, apparently, literally, that was his claim to fame. And then at the end, when everything was like collapsing, he literally tweeted, the super cycle was wrong. What a fucking DJ. Police guy. Kick me down, man. It's like SPF being like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, man. Your funds weren't secure in the first place. Your funds weren't even there. <laughs> they were all just FTT. That was the thing. I was like, guys, why are you even keeping it on? Like, why are you keeping it in there? <laughs> <laughs> keeping there in FTT. Yeah. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about like what your favorite moments in crypto have been. First of all, have you been to any of the ETH conferences? I actually haven't. Like, uh, there's this... The biggest event in Singapore is Token 2049. I'm not sure if you know mm-hmm. about that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, like, the entry fee is, like, $1,000. And at the point, I was just starting, like, starting to learn Dune. Yeah. See, fuck that, too. Because I've seen, like, even Paris Blockchain Week is, like, $1,000 and people go. I'm like, bro, it should definitely be, like, ETH. Denver. I don't know if all the ETH conferences are free, but ETH Denver is free. And I kind of think that's like super cool. Yeah, actually, I think just following the like crypto narrative, like all these should be free. Like you just should be free and open for everyone to go to. Exactly. Especially for like devs or like people who are doing stuff. Um, Absolutely. So wait, what year are you in in uni? I'm actually in year one, uh, year one of business. I don't know what the f- why the fuck I chose like business. <laughs> are you no no? But like to, you, okay, so let's talk about this. We've talked about it on DMs. What are your future aspirations? They're business focused. They're not business focused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, okay. So like recently, before the attention that I got from Token to God Mode, I was thinking like uh. Because token god mode is mainly focused on stuff in hindsight. So you could find wallets that got in really early at a low cost basis. So for example, if it was magic, you could find wallets that got in at 60 cents last week or last last week for that matter. Yeah. So, um, but using those wallets, you only need, you only learn the like time to exit, right? Because you can only see them sell those tokens, but you can't really tell when they buy or like mm-hmm. like the alpha for the purchase aspect so i'm thinking of releasing a wallet tracking newsletter which is paid mm-hmm. and uh it'll be called degen trace mm. <laughs> I, I haven't fully decided on the name what <laughs> yeah so that's the only like name that i found that was available on twitter <laughs> yeah 
No, I like it though. I think that's cute. Um, also, yes, we should definitely plug you. This is why we need to follow DeFi Emoji for the alpha. Do not forget the underscore between DeFi. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite emoji? Uh, okay, so actually, I decided mochi on a like the name mochi on a whim. <laughs> I just thought like, <laughs> cause I I saw this like person called DeFi Sushi, so I was like, hey, I think oh. I like Japanese stuff as well. And she Got she took it. DeFi Sushi, so like, what's like a next like short word in it's like a Japanese food that is easy to remember? Oh, like mochi sounds good, so I like yeah. DeFi mochi. <laughs> It definitely matches, like, the character persona you put on as your PFP. It was, like, really cute. It's just very round and, like, pastel color. <laughs> just being... Also, is this a foreshadow for, like, mochi swap? I mean, you could just fork it. We could do it three times. It's okay. Wait, there's a mochi? Oh, yeah, I, I know there's, like, a mochi token. I, I'm not really sure what they do. I, I, hopefully, I'm not associated with them. <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> But wait, no, there's sushi swap, um, Uniswap, Uniswap mm-hmm. was first. Sushi swap. Let's do mochi swap right now and get people on board. <laughs> he like will help you time your trades. Yo, that's like serious alpha. <laughs> wait, that's actually a good dude. That, that, that actually might be interesting for you. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. But I think it sounds more like a dex than like like an alpha yeah. newsletter, but yeah. Oh, <laughs> Everything together. I mean, <laughs> you did multiple streams of revenue. Yeah, maybe I should like have a Muji Foundation where I just become an ETH killer. You know, <laughs> can people say ETH killer? I'm like, I'm waiting for it. Still have not seen it. Maybe you're gonna do it. Maybe. No, no, no I'm not on the level, do you? You're more likely to do it. You're a dev. No, <laughs> I'm like <laughs> dev. I like dev enough to like be interesting. But I, I'll never create anything interesting. It's like a vibe. Yo, don't don't say that, man. I'm I'm banking on you, like creating something. No, I'm just like in, I'm frozen in time. This is like this the safe space that I stay in between. Yeah, yeah. When when's Ella token gonna like take over ETH? When are we gonna have like Ella Denver? Oh yeah. I'll just start an Ella token. It's like, what is it based off? I am the underlying for this token. As long as I'm alive and when I die, everyone gets life insurance on me, so. Yeah, yeah, that's that's right. So, like, it's the Ella narrative. Like, you know, they have the LSD narrative, AI narrative. So it's like the Ella narrative. <laughs> and I'll just spend my life trying to, like, duck people trying to kill me because everyone has insurance. <laughs> Everyone's oh, so sure. they, like, stick, stick their tokens and then they hedge against your death. Oh, no. <laughs> So that they get the live insurance. Literally. <laughs> That's actually interesting, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. And we're, we're bantering a lot of interesting concepts that can actually code. It could be like a hard-coded thing, you know, just trigger, death triggers. I'll like put um an RFID inside of me. It'll be automatic. <laughs> the, 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 this is so dark, like so, such weird dark humor. <laughs> I know, we really took a turn there. <laughs> okay. Right, yeah. Okay, we're going to come back. You know what? We'll stay on like a, like a D-Gen trend. So what is your most controversial opinion? Uh, Are there too I many? I need to think about it. I haven't thought about my most controversial <laughs> opinion yet. Okay, maybe we'll come back to that. All right, so maybe something a little bit more personal. Um, If you weren't doing crypto, if crypto didn't exist, what do you think you'd be doing today? Hmm... 
crypto didn't exist. Yeah. Okay, so actually, I I did a few like small little side hustles. Actually, I don't even know if they can be called side hustles. You know when drop shipping was a thing. Oh my god, yes. Yeah, that's like so stupid. I was like just sixteen and trying to drop shipping, but it felt like terribly. But I was really into the Facebook Ads Manager like aspect of drop shipping. Mm-hmm. And like calculating a return on asset, like return on sorry, return on ad spend. Yeah. Yeah. So I was actually really considering going to marketing analytics or business analytics. So it's actually really similar to like what I'm doing now, but in web two. Yeah. True data engineer. Yeah, man. I'm just just true data engineer. Do you think you would take your career into AI as well? Uh yeah. So uh actually. Hmm, this this is like something a bit far fetched, but if DGen Trace really takes off and we can get like decent uh MRR, like mm-hmm. uh monthly revenue, I'm most likely going to uh implement some sort of uh like AI based wallet address labeling. Mm-hmm. So we can basically identify great traits in real time. Uh something that I don't really see in crypto. This is probably alpha for like analytics companies like Nansen and all that. Mm-hmm. It's sentiment analysis. So like uh many people talk about like airdrop, hype, etc. But I don't really see any machine learning being done to truly quantify the sentiment behind tokens. So like right now we have the greed and fear index, but I don't really see like like let's say um the AI innovative is taking off, what is the sentiment for it? Like how many are bullish? Uh, mm-hmm. what real wallets are bullish on the AI token so uh, if all goes well um, I'll actually want DGen Trace to be like uh, competing on okay not equal footing to Nansen but like no you should probably, definitely definitely strive for that you could probably no, do I can't that. say that I'm, I'm literally meeting Alex tomorrow <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I, I like Dijon Trace to be something that would be of interest to be acquired by maybe Nansen or Dune Analytics, but that's like a bit far-fetched. No, I love the hustle here. You haven't even created something or you're already trying to get it like sold. Love it. Yeah, you have, you have to think of the, the money first, right? Because like <laughs> you have to think of the exit first. <laughs> I, I would fund you. I see it. It's all about monetization and you have the you have the technical skills. Perfect founder. Uh I hope I don't like <laughs> I don't I hope I don't feel expectations. <laughs> no, you're gonna do great. Okay. Yeah. Um so okay, recently like what's been on your mind? Like what's keeping you up at night? What are you thinking about? How are you feeling? Yeah, so actually recently I've been getting like quite stressed because of all the random DMs. Like this, so like like at least one day I have like ten DMs on how to get started on Dune Analytics. That, <laughs> like there was one point I was just so pissed off already. I just like, hey, you know, like all this stuff is on the Dune Analytics resource page. You know, like uh, if if you are good at Dune, I'll reach out to you personally, and then I tag like two people that I knew were good at Dune. Mm-hmm. They're like, I don't give a shit about people who, like, ask, ask me, like, how to get started on Dune. Like, I don't give <laughs> Yeah. There's going to be pissed off with that because like, there's so many. But in hindsight, I should have, like, controlled my temper a bit. Yeah, no, no. I mean, it happens. That's so funny, though. Um, It's kind of like 
they didn't want to do the work, but they were still following you. And so they were probably thinking about doing analytics for a while and didn't want to read the docs, question mark. Yeah, so actually that's like, that's like something I feel that happens in life for a lot of us. Like, I'm mm-hmm. sure as a dev, you don't, the first thing you do is you're not going to go to like Vitalik and ask like, how do I get started on like Viper <laughs> development? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yeah, you, you straight away jump into like, I don't know, crypto zombies, alchemy or like some uh, solidity tutorials, right? Yeah. So I this is like something personal, but I feel like many people would just bookmark like my resources thread. So like I have this thread where I, I compile all the resources for learning Dune. They'll just like bookmark it. And then like when there's a lot of like those threads on how to get started with Red Tree development, many people would just bookmark it. Like they're, they're not really interested and they don't really have the drive to start get started on like development or like Dune or SQL. Like, mm. so... I feel that what differentiates the real builders in this space and those who are like just is going to be on the sidelines and maybe like capture the value from the rise up in EVE are the true, the people who actually get to doing the work, right? So I was really like drawn to your page in particular because you were actually doing the work, like trying all these React packages. Like personally, if someone asked me like a SQL question, I definitely Mm -hmm. answer it within like at least two or three days. I, mm. I wouldn't, but I wouldn't entertain like people who ask me on how to get started on Dune. Like, fuck, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> what is Dune? <laughs> yeah, what's Dune, man? What's, what's, what's this like, orange thing? I'm still like, trying to get that out of my mind. If like Vitalik opened up his DM and one of them was just like, hey, Ethereum looks super cool. I would love to develop my own layer one. How do I get <laughs> what is a consensus mechanism (laughs) yeah exactly what's a consensus mechanism actually i I think the vitalik would get more like what's the token price prediction you know like where where do you think ETH is gonna go is he's gonna go like past (laughs) five thousand? i have my life savings in this at 10x leverage oh my god that's so stressful actually (laughs) (laughs) yeah right I think one thing in DeFi that I constantly think about is like the hodl versus using it. It's ironic, right? Because inherently they're at odds. So if everyone just hodls every token that they have, I mean, like these core ones that we really, really believe in versus spending it on transactions or like just doing anything that they want within the ecosystem, it's almost defunct because, right, like literally that's like how it generates more or, you know, how it retains its value, like its actual utility. So I think that's something I struggle with a lot. And I think like sometimes I think about Bitcoin and almost the simplicity of it all because Bitcoin's literally like, hey, we record the transaction, use it. And then that's kind of completely in alignment. And I don't know. I want to say like we should encourage people to actually do stuff because that again will like drive innovation, drive like, you know, more value to the token um, rather than just like, I mean, if I had like, you know, a million ETH, okay, if I had a million ETH, it wouldn't really matter. But like if I had like... A million ETH. I know. Well, I think someone was saying, I can't remember, but there is one lady who, I want to say she was part of Genesis, but I can't remember. Like um, she has like what, 237 at the time. So this was summer. So lady of crypto. Yeah, uh, she's like one of the head people on like at one of the protocols. I, I honestly don't remember which one it was. But people were saying that she had like almost two hundred forty million 
dollars worth of ETH sitting on Arbitrum. (laughs) (laughs) And everyone was like, that's like, it's cool, but like, why? (laughs) Yeah, like every single trade would be 100% slippage. (laughs) So weird. Yeah, maybe we'll dig, dig into that one a little bit later. I'll do. I'll, I'll go back and try to find out who it was. Sure. Would be interested to know who this person is and their wallet address so I can start tracking them right now. <laughs> Wait, which chain are you most bullish on? Like chain? long-term. Uh, okay, so chain, I think it's quite obvious. Like It's Arbitrum because like this, the TVL is there, the users are there. Uh, I've seen a slight drop in transaction activity because of the lack of hype from the airdrops, like the RB airdrop, right? <laughs> but uh, judging from how the transactions from Optimism dropped off after the crest has ended recently, like literally synthetics went from like a few thousand users to like barely a few hundred users on Optimism. <laughs> so I think Arbitrum is the only one doing really well at driving sustainable DeFi innovation. So what they essentially all need to do is to start doing crests and airdrops. And honestly, if they are able to achieve like better emissions governance with RB tokens than optimism, I, I think RB is going to the moon. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. What do you think of the underlying tech, the difference between optimistic and zero-knowledge rollups? I'm not at the level to really understand zero knowledge rollups on optimism, but right now I think uh because like zero knowledge tech is definitely a lot more safer than optimistic rollups, right? Because they don't like make an assumption that uh all these transactions are optimistic. So I think it'll come to a point where somebody will somehow find find a vulnerability with optimistic rollups and then we'll all just switch to ZK rollups. But thankfully <laughs> Thankfully, at the moment, there's like no vulnerability that has been found and exploits of optimistic rollout. So I can still have like my net worth comfortably on Arbitrum. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And so also when you're thinking about like your own DeFi plays um, like this, when you're doing your assessments of what you think are going to the moon and what you think won't, do you have a certain framework that you tie all of them into or do you assess them individually? Okay, so uh, my approach has been very, very data-centric. So it's data-centric to the point that sometimes I ignore narratives, which uh, like recently I kind of regret because of the AI narratives. Mm. Yeah, so um, what I will first do is typically check on DeFi Lama. So I filter by TVL or recent... Uh, Otherwise, I'll usually take a look at Twitter, see what protocols are trending. <clears throat> and afterwards, I'll start like getting uh, getting to checking their TVLs on the contract addresses and seeing how I can uh, decode the contracts and get started with like building a dashboard with Dune. Very cool. Um, I'm going to say this, even though like we're live, I really need to go to the bathroom and I don't know how people kind of just go through hours of recording for podcasts and like never once have to leave their seat. That is absolutely wild. And they're probably dehydrated. Actually, I was thinking maybe they cut it off like halfway then like, like they just continue recording and they just cut off that portion. Does that make sense? That's true. We could just take a break. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 
Do you need to go to the bathroom? Uh, I, I don't need to go to the bathroom, but if you need to, like, just go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna hold it. Now it's a competition. <laughs> <laughs> We've covered so much. I want to talk more about personal things, but I feel like we haven't really gotten a way to, like, get in there. Okay, I'm gonna jump into the other question then. So recently you've been saying, well, there's two things actually. One, what is going on with your um, Twitter and your number? And what are these bad actors? Like what's happening? I just don't know. Oh, um, actually something really small. So recently, I think Elon Musk did a thing where he enabled the discovery discoverability by phone number. So I had some like real ass people like uh, going to because like I don't know if you Americans use WhatsApp, but in Asia we use WhatsApp a bit, although mostly it's tidy now. Uh, they they just go to your WhatsApp and then they they just like say hi with D five Mochi and then like my WhatsApp literally has like my real name, my my real life contacts, like my family members. Oh yeah, so gosh, I was yeah. just really like uncomfortable with. It. Thankfully, it was just like one guy managed to like block him and stuff. Yeah, I've heard that people had their numbers compromised, not from Twitter, just like somehow. But um, yeah, and they said it was like pretty bad because they would just constantly get spam to it and people would be started like calling them and stuff. So ultimately I had to switch numbers, but it looks like you have it under control and it's like fine now. Yeah, thankfully it's like, there was just one guy. Yeah. Like, have you uh removed the discoverability by phone number? You should like. Don't- I don't know. I just, no, I don't think I did remove it. I think it's still tied, but I haven't had anything come through. But I'm not that popular. Oh, I like, <laughs> I don't have like 13K yeah. followers on Twitter. I'm just okay, like, okay, okay. Yeah, I know. You, you be popular soon. You get your time. Like, no, I don't think so. You'll be soon. You'll be soon. Rando. <laughs> no, you're not some rando. God damn it, man. I wouldn't go to a, a podcast with some rando. <laughs> Oh my god, yay! <laughs> Fuck I have a little bit of street cred. <laughs> um, Why I, am I good to podcast with some rando? <laughs> before the podcast, I was like, should I dox myself? Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what, Ella? Like, you're not that. You're not that. Um, no, no, no. Don't say that. Don't say that. It's fine. Everybody saw somewhere. Yeah, well, you well. The thing is, I'm curious because as you get more popular as well, and as you start going to conferences, I think it's going to be harder and harder to like not dox yourself. So that's going to right. be right. Yeah, unless you're going to be super shadowy, and it's like, hey, tell me about your past. And you're like, I have no past. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how to do it, but uh, uh, I've talked to some like guys on twitter i think tuba do you know tuba yeah so uh he does a really good job at keeping his entire identity private so uh and he's like i think he knows some offset stuff so probably had to learn from him from there but i guess when i go to uh conferences or meetups i'll just like introduce myself as a guy who works in crypto (laughs) does a bit of like dj and stuff Wait, so how does he do it? Like, what does he do well that keeps himself anon? Um, actually, officer notes have really good, like, information about you. Maybe you could 
try to bring him on to your podcast sometime. And then but try to get him. notes have... Yeah, so uh, he has like ways to like secure your wallet keys, ensure that uh, you don't download anything weird, like so that they can't, you know, like collect your keys from MetaMask and etc. Oh. Like find your seat trace. No, I mean like in real life, like how does he prevent people from knowing about him where he just doesn't care about human connection? Actually, I think <laughs> it's honestly really easy because like in real life, people are just... Like people, people are not gonna know like who you are. Like, you just like mm-hmm. say, "Hey, um, I'm like into DeFi, you know." Uh, or, or you could just introduce yourself as in as a Bitcoin maxi, you know. Then like, oh you know, my god, like, <laughs> you know, uh, uh wait, how much? Wait, what do you think the BTC price is gonna be? It's gonna be like hundred k by the end of twenty twenty four. Yeah, so like that's a good way to like prevent people from knowing who you are. Honestly, like if I say that, there's no way they're gonna know who I am. Like, but do you want to make friends at conferences or not? <laughs> <laughs> make friends at conferences. <laughs> oh man! I like literally have met Bitcoin Maxis, and I can't have a conversation because we'll be talking about Bitcoin and Ethereum, and they'll be like, "Bitcoin can do everything that Ethereum does." You know, we have smart oh contracts, or we try to build it out at some point. I'm like, "What are you talking about?" What the fuck are they talking about? What are you talking Wait, about? Wait, did they actually like say that like Bitcoin do. can do whatever it you? Yes. Fucking serious? I think like, that we like I'm like, first of all, it's not what it's meant to do, so I don't know which Bitcoin like <laughs> you're on. And second, like it's really not supposed to. I don't think it can. I don't think it's built that way. Like literally it's not. So most of those conversations are like, can we just talk about farming? Because I actually think Bitcoin farming is probably really interesting. <laughs> or at least but Bitcoin farming is just like running a GPU and then like running the Bitcoin software. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But I'm like, hey, you know, if energy prices go down, it's still profitable. <laughs> right, right. So maybe like the energy aspect of it appeals to you and like the hash yeah. difficulty and all the... Yeah, yeah. I mean, do some like, you know, TradFi trading with energy and then also, you know, Bitcoin mining. I feel like that's a real business. I mean, it is a real business. People are doing it. And I just yeah. should get in there. Go to Argentina. Yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense. I have this. Have you ever seen Tom Cruise in, in this really, really, really bad sci-fi movie called um, Transcend? Okay, that's the thing about me. I kind of like don't leave my room a lot. <laughs> I stay at home. What I don't watch movies. What about lap- on your laptop? Do you watch movies? Yeah, on basically your on my laptop, like a hundred percent of the time. <laughs> Wait, do you not watch TV or like you know, like fake TV, like Netflix? Uh, I I hardly do that. I just watch a bit of anime. <laughs> okay, okay. The, the latest funny. movie I did watch was like Avatar, though. But what is this like Tom Cruise movie about? Oh, um. I can barely remember. All I remember is like it was super weird where I think he transcends. So I think the concept is he's trying to become like superhuman, upload himself mm-hmm. into the, you know, ether. And then he gets to control everything because he's going to tra- like, you know, like really corny sci-fi shit where he becomes like a computer program and is able to like distribute himself like across the entire world. But um, part of me feels like I mean, it just reminded me. It's like that's the kind of Bitcoin farm I want to run. 
It'll be just really big, solar powered, have my own algo that optimizes everything oh and just it. Yeah, yeah. monopoly. <laughs> That's very like not even blockchain ethos. Oh no, we definitely have to p- cut this part out. <laughs> no, I think it's all right. <laughs> Thanks, it's a good exploration, honestly. Um, I just meant that hypothetically in spirit, <laughs> in the competitive spirit. Right. <laughs> just imagine okay. the mall, like like how big your wallet would be. Jeez. Oh my god, it wouldn't matter. I just own the world. Okay, in the U.S., there's the Mega Millions lottery. I don't know like what equivalent lottery there is in Singapore, but there was one person. No one knows who it is likely from a very small town called Lebanon, New York, who won $1.3 billion overnight, which is equivalent to like $740 million in cash that you get as a lump sum. Isn't that crazy? I got, bro. I'm like, that's like life changing. (laughs) Like so life changing. But yeah, that's like the kind of level. It's ridiculous, yeah. And uh, I think if you get that wallet, and then you you do if you do any activity, it will like show up on CoinDesk. You know, like <laughs> Bitcoin, Bitcoin will transfers uh one one billion to Coinbase. Then like the maybe maybe you're just like transferring your funds to like Binance, and they're like <laughs> Bitcoin will transfers funds to Binance. Bitcoin will sells. They're like maybe we start trolling them and like start doing a lot of transactions. They're like, what the fuck? Why is this Bitcoin real doing so much? <laughs> but okay, so if you had that much money, just like so much money, it's not even an issue ever for like four generations of you. Would you still be doing crypto, or like what would you do with your life in general if you just like didn't think about money anymore? Oh, uh, okay, so. Actually, I would still continue my Twitter account and do data analytics. But uh, what I really wanted to do was like do some like ridiculous slippage trades. So mm-hmm. I just like be mega autistic. Like I've seen some really stupid reels like with my real tracking too. So like they, they just take like 20-30% slippage. And I just want to like take random 20-30% slippages. And, and maybe try a, a bit of like soft rugging. <laughs> I don't know if there's a lot to be said. <laughs> soft rugging. Tell me, tell me, like, what's your soft rug? What would it be? Uh, I'm gonna get in trouble, man. <laughs> uh, no, we're gonna put out disclaimer. This is all hypothetical. You would never do something that's illegal or fraudulent or yeah, not. Yeah, yeah, okay. So, like, a soft rugging would basically be having a liquidity pool that's like like a shit token packed to ETH. You know, like, and maybe that ETH has like one. 1 million TVL, and then I just pull that TVL out. <laughs> then I love at the world addresses that get fucked. <laughs> How would you get everyone to go in, in the first place, though? Uh, I mean, like, you could do like those like, weird-ass, uh, like, you know Squid Game token the other time? Yeah. Yeah, I could do like some weird-ass uh, <laughs> technical analysis activity stuff. Yeah, okay. I was thinking maybe I'll rock... <laughs> I'll rock all those wallet addresses and I'll send them a message each. And I'll say like, hi, you got rocked. No, that's so mean. You'd be like, <laughs> Okay, well, if you ever do it, remember to call me. I will help you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. 
who was it recently? What, I want to say it was to- okay. I'm not gonna say that. I think it was like one of those. Though, like like a ter- token terminal, not token terminal. They were going to do a um a podcast with like this woman, right? I can't remember who it was, but she was apparently like a big rug pull in general. And they're like, why would you? Why would you have this podcast with someone who's like an actual fraudster, like a known scam? Like why? <laughs> They have no that? idea who that is, but that that just really like it doesn't make any sense to me for sure. No, people were really upset, and they actually pulled the podcast. Like they were gonna do it, it was like lined up because they were advertising for it, and then because everyone complained, they're like, "We're no longer doing it." And then people are like, "Yeah, you should," <laughs> because it's like giving them a forum. Jeez, the she must have got a lot of hate for that. She kind of deserves it because she's a rock puller, but yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, it was weird because I'm like, maybe there's just, but you must see this a lot because like you're, you straddle this like line between being really legit versus like all of this G-Gen stuff where there are this, these like super uh, stark, like two contrast parties where one is like really doing legitimate things and, you know, doing the development, looking at protocols, doing analysis like you are. And then the other side who are just like, you know, like when token, when moon, like stuff like that, right? <laughs> When token, when moon. <laughs> yeah, just like following random shit that they see on Twitter. You see that? Yeah, a lot. so. Uh, actually, that's absolutely true. I'm actually in the the space in between because uh, I write some threads about pre launch protocols as well. Mm. But yeah, actually, um, honestly, I would like to have like some solidity, solidity skills myself so that I can you know, observe, like, possible rock pools and analyze smart contracts. Because I think even now, like, smart contract auditing isn't really, a, like, fully developed. Mm-hmm. And I honestly think that it should be automated. But, mm. yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. So, like, um, again, going back to the 2022 research I was doing and looking at the biggest hacks that happened last year, some of them are really genius. And also, some of them are so interesting in the sense, like, the hackers themselves had to have spent a lot of time going through, um, right? Like, not only the updates that happened, but really understanding all of the code that's been written for that particular protocol, for that particular smart contract. And then also knowing the evolution of that code in order to remember, like, I can do this with this. And so it makes me wonder the percentage or the probability percentage that the hacker is probably someone who has worked at that protocol or, right? That's really interesting. Yeah, because otherwise there's just no... I mean, I guess also if you're a hacker and you like each hack gives you $5 million, maybe you have the time on your hands to like go and analyze every protocols, like every interesting protocols um, code enough to do that. That could also be a like possibility because I right. guess you're a professional so, Yeah, maybe they've analyzed the code like thoroughly and found the vulnerability and just decided like, but actually... If they worked at the protocol, wouldn't like that, like, hmm, it would be easier for the protocol to find like who it is, right? What like, it? In my head. Yeah. So actually, what to it? your point, I'm really interested in like, although a lot of people were laughing at RV Eisenberg for getting jailed, like, uh, <laughs> I kind of like his like nonsense, like making risk free millions. <laughs> And the drama between him and the Wave founder. Oh my god. <laughs> How do you make risk-free millions? <clears throat> well, it would be fun if they just put all of them together and then also gave them a computer and just see what they could do. 
Right, 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 right. Maybe maybe they could do do that to him while he's in jail, you know, like uh maybe he could be like like rugging in testnet. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like so when they do put people away, they usually have these sentences and punishments that they have. I mean not like the actual jail sentence, but Separate things that they have to do. Extracurriculars in jail. And I feel like this <laughs> right, right, right. activity for them to do where they're like, you know what? You're going to make everything more secure. This is going to be your punishment while you're in jail. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Like, Avi's going to be a security consultant and his yeah. like, job is going to be like to secure chaining oracles and rock protocols. So like, one for every protocol he rock, he gets like one year off his jail time. Yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> Makes sense. That would be actually super cool. But I guess it'd be yeah, really right. hard him from enjoying himself while he's on the internet. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, but he's gonna enjoy himself rugging testnet. <laughs> rugging testnet. <laughs> so stupid rugging testnet. <laughs> <laughs> I have these tokens, I can't move. <laughs> okay. Um also, so there was one more thing I wanted to make sure that we talked about was kind of like friendships and like not friendships along the way, whether it's like crypto related or not crypto related. So you've also mentioned that you've been getting so much attention on Twitter that sometimes right. you find that people haven't been like the best version of themselves with you. You know, how has that gone? Do you feel like you're starting to make real friends? For Honestly, everyone listening on the podcast, like- I'm pointing at myself. <laughs> Yeah, so actually, one of the reasons why I wished I started reaching out to people that, like you, who I see were doing like interesting stuff in crypto, is because uh, I feel like most of the people who reach out to me first would definitely have like something they want for me in mind. So mm. I thought, because they're either coming to me for like sponsorships or coming to to me to learn where the Dune Resources pages is. <laughs> yeah, Dune Resource pages and like. Yeah, so uh, I actually recently reached out to a few people who I feel are really great wizards. So like OX Data Wolf is one of them. Uh, and um, yeah, so have been trying to make friends personally. So honestly, I'm not a really good like social person. I can't really like read between the lines. So um, have been a bit difficult for me to sift through the stuff, but like uh, reaching out to people personally has has seemed to be a great way to make friends cool and so like um i know you're you also mentioned that you're speaking to so many different protocol leaders now and just um kind of like doing real stuff with them how have like what's been your experience like meeting these leaders and like all the partnerships that you're doing then if only this podcast was like one day after like tomorrow i could tell you like my experience talking to alex from nansen (laughs) but yeah uh so far i've talked to We'll do a follow-up. Uh, as in, like... We'll, uh, yeah, I don't know. At, like, some point, we'll figure it out. Yeah, we, we definitely we, we definitely do one of these again another time. But so far, I've spoken to the Bubble Maps founder, uh, Nikki. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally think Bubble Maps is doing something amazing with their visualization tool. Have you used it? No. But it looked cool. Yeah, this is going to sound like a sponsored segment, damn it. <laughs> but yeah. Yo, <laughs> uh, Bubble Maps, you are reading, listening to this, like, sponsor, Ella and me. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Bubble, I've talked to Bubble Maps founder. Uh, I've also talked to, like, some people from Arkham. Hasn't, haven't really followed up, but 
uh, right now I'm talking to Nested and yeah, uh, mm-hmm. trying to bring on some like long-term partners, which uh, basically are more legit and kind of like support the general direction, which which I wanted to go with DeFi Mochi originally, which is to promote data transparency and growth of the ecosystem, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah those are the tr- kind of partners I'm trying to find. Um, well, hopefully Dune decides to sponsor me because I'm basically their, like, marketing engine right now. <laughs> <laughs> you are so much free marketing. Yeah, exactly. I'm free marketing, man. Yeah. <laughs> They haven't um, even given me a free subscription. I'm going to complain about this year. <laughs> you should publicize that. Like, dude. That's <laughs> <awesome>. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> or it's like, or they're mind gaming you. Like, maybe he is the power user and he's supposed to be paying for it. Yeah, maybe maybe I'm just a power user and I'm supposed to pay for it. Uh, man, no, I don't no, know. No. But yeah, they they've been really nice to me aside from like giving me free money or sponsorships. Like <laughs> aside from that, they're like they they're they're nice to me, I guess, yeah. Yeah, if like no dude, put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> <laughs> so we're dissing Dune. No, we love Dune. Dune, don't yeah. go away. But I have yeah. to say there are a few other protocols now. Like we're not protocol, just like I guess um database like research analytics tools out there someone told me oh my gosh can i find it now okay you know what we're not gonna we're gonna stop name dropping random things now we'll figure it out like how i'm gonna do that along the way but sure um i am gonna take a break because i can't hold it anymore and i'm gonna go to the bathroom yeah just go here just go here you did well holding it for like i don't know 30 minutes brb afk Yeah, it's I, like you know this the recent trend in memes where people say that they have this point of pride and be able to get through airport security super quickly, super efficiently. Well, that's the thing, no. It's a thing, and I feel like sometimes I'm really proud that I can go to the bathroom really quickly. Yeah, that was really fast. That was like under a minute, man. How, were you timing me? No, I wasn't timing. I was just looking at my like. My 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 time here like it's like eleven oh seven just now when you left and it's like eleven oh eight when you came back. I was like, what? This is one minute. Yeah, I mean they say like women take longer, but I feel like it's not that hard. Like I don't know. Right. Um, question mark. Okay, so for like I feel like you just need to get yourself to the to ETH Tokyo this year. Like this is going to be a goal for you. Hmm, I, yeah, if Tokyo is actually the closest to me, I'm actually going to Tokyo in June for like a holiday. But like, no, I don't think... what are you doing? You need to go. <laughs> no, that, that was like my my parents like, <laughs> oh man, 
East Tokyo is literally yeah. Yeah, get your parents to change the date. Be like, that's not a good time, mom. This would be a better time. <laughs> no, but East Tokyo is literally doing my my like exam periods, like for my、oh, shitty、no. business exams. Yeah,、uh... can you take it remotely? <laughs> oh my god. Be like, welcome to twenty twenty three, guys. <laughs> um. So, have you tried Chat GPT like in cheating yet? Yo, I've used that so many times now. <laughs> I basically use that for every ungraded like assignment I have, so I can just like scroll Twitter instead of <laughs> doing the assignment. <laughs> um. So the most degen thing I've tried to do with Chat GPT is、mm-hmm. I really wanted to see if. This person could be like a boyfriend replacement, and so I tried to ask questions. I know you're giving me this look. <laughs> I tried to ask ChatGPT questions to determine how intelligent and emotionally accommodating it could be toward me, and it was very quickly defeated. <laughs> My first question, which I'm sure everyone has typed, has been, "How far away?" Are we from true artificial intelligence, where it can basically have its own agency and be a living person, like our replica of it? And it was very PC, like the answer. Have you tried that? It basically. I actually have enjoyed it. It basically said we're so far away because of all these regulations and restrictions, <laughs> and additionally, people just don't know what the algorithm would look like for the computer to be able to have, like, to be able to think for itself. And yeah, then from there the chat just went kind of downhill. I tried to look for local sushi restaurants and local bubble tea places and Italian restaurants, like the best ones. It couldn't answer them, and then I was just like, "Bro, if you can't like cross reference information for me, you're useless. You're dead." Yeah, but don't we have Google for that? <laughs> Why are you asking ChatGPT? <laughs> no, I feel like all of the so Google is definitely biased because basically they go off of Google、um, like business places. Yeah, right, 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 right. That、yeah. makes sense. So,、um, what I do usually, like, let's say I want to find the best Italian restaurant for Noki, I will literally search this on Google. Yeah, I, I do use Google a lot, but like within Google, I would click the top ten to top twenty. Websites, and then I cross-reference all of them to see which names keep showing up, how like the frequency, and then that's how I determine whether or not something's like objectively true. Makes sense, but then that's a lot of work just to decide where to go in the end. Yeah, I'm <laughs> Honestly, like too much work. Hello, <laughs> the information is out there. I need you to consolidate it. So now that you're not, you've stopped consolidating it in a useful form, you're dead to me. The the chat GPT has got a long way to go. To decide which pizza place is good, <laughs> yeah. Objective manner. I'm like, you're such a bad boyfriend. You can't decide what's for dinner, and you're not even trying. <laughs> oh wait, so you're using ChatGPT as a boyfriend replacement, and like, <laughs> no. Wait, what the? <laughs> wait. <laughs> no, that's like a joke. I'm using it as like a person replacement. Like, can it be my artificial assistant kind of thing? Ah, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, but it couldn't really. <laughs> <laughs> but people have been getting it to do more creative things, like um, you know, putting information and being like, "Can you tweet like this?" Well, wait, that was another one that was trending. Like, I can't remember what it's called anymore. But the one that you put in your handle and it tries to tweet like you. Wait, that that's a thing. Wait, yeah. Yo. 
Do you find Mochi working screen. with Ben? I I've just I've just been on the on chain on chain <laughs> on chain and LA. I've just been on chain. You're like Ella. That's not on blockchain. So. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not Tom Cruise or anything. Kind of like download myself into the computer. Oh my god, that's also a dream. <laughs> was it in Transcend or like it was in another sci-fi movie where this guy dies and his girlfriend is really upset because you think he's dead but then apparently what happened was he had uploaded himself into like you know the program like the ethernet like the the internet ether and the first thing that he does which is my dream was he basically makes micro algorithm trades and makes like one cent off of millions multi-millions of dollars and she becomes a billionaire in like five minutes i'm like okay that's such a smart move that's like literally the first thing i would prefer someone i need to do if they were ever able to become a computer software program is that why you started like learning development (laughs) i'm like that's why i need chat gpt to be my boyfriend oh my god please make all of these millions of micro algorithm trades for me oh my god are there like traditional um, finance institutions that you admire, or like do you look into them at all? Yeah, so um, I think because I originally went the like business like kind of route, so like I guess the typical guy which people look up to is like Warren Buffett. Yeah, and honestly, I think that like his ideas about like moats can still very much be applied to crypto today. So it's not exactly like something boomer, but uh, I have a feeling that he's secretly buying crypto while like trying to like tell people to like fuck off on crypto. But like, yeah, <laughs> I feel that that's like some kind of side ops thing that Bomb Buffer is trying to do. Yeah, that is really interesting. Um, because right, you like read the thing. Was it last year or like twenty twenty one where he said if you gave me all the crypto for twenty five dollars, I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't take it. <laughs> all the bitcoin it's just talking nonsense man <laughs> i think one thing i admire or like maybe i do it because i wish it could happen to all of us is that he didn't make his most of his fortune until after he was 65 years old but then i'm like he was definitely a millionaire when he was what 24 25 million like right in the 19 long time ago <laughs> yeah so uh it's quite different from how we like to think. Like, I think we crypto people especially like to like make money really fast. And then like we see all these like fast rapid successes and like fast, like huge wheels being created overnight. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe thinking about like Buffett's approach of like slowly accumulating wealth might be something like a good way to go. But I think we're too bored of that. Like, fuck that shit, man. Like S&P 500. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're in crypto. And so, yeah, when you're thinking about a lot of these decisions when it comes to trading and, of course, maybe in life as well, um, do you have a framework for how you make hard decisions? Like, what has been the hardest decision you've ever had to make in your life? Okay, so recently I did a few really stupid trades. I saw Optimism at 1.4 and Frax. (laughs) Frax chair at, like, $7. Oh, my God. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm not the best person to ask about these, but um, regarding hard decisions, uh, I think the best way to think about it is like your opportunity cost. And maybe like taking a longer term perspective of like thinking about things. So 
maybe if like let's say just something simple uh if i were to like use my time to start gaming or like build like a dune dashboard like long term wise a dune dashboard will definitely be like better to my future self so that's a simple way of like thinking about it mm-hmm. but i'm not some person who like is able to successfully trade so i think i wouldn't want to like give any trading advice because people probably lose money from like my trading advice yeah, this is not financial advice, everyone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This is not financial advice. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, what also, do you feel like that's applicable in life? What has been kind of your hardest decision in your life? Ooh, hardest decision in my life. Mm, well, I guess the hardest decision in my life recently was to join this, like, internship. Uh, I think I'm not gonna name the company since like, y- it'll it'll be easier for you like to continue, mm-hmm. but yeah. So uh, but guys, it's a big one. I know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, you could see here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, taking this internship and deciding to officially join as a data engineer has been my biggest decision so far because uh, I've actually been like allocating a lot more time from my Twitter. Uh, account and like real life in general to like really uh, help this team build up their pipelines for blockchain data and I think we're doing a really good job right now and you know out of curiosity when uh, people hire like someone specialized in order to build out kind of their internal infrastructure do you feel like in your experience as well that there's a lack of tools out there or is it people just don't really know how to fully utilize them? Like, do we need another research tool or do we just need to educate people so that they can use it best? So that's a really good question like recently because crypto data is so nascent that many people don't really know what the tools are to really manipulate and turn raw transactional data into something useful. So, um, personally, I feel that many of the web tool, like analytics tools can be like straight up just applied to crypto because right now, many of these machine learning tokens, they're just narrative tokens. We don't actually like <laughs> see any machine learning in them. So, uh, to that point, I feel that web tool already has a lot of the existing data infrastructure that we can just bring over to web tree. And, uh, right now it's just about the application and trying to transform that like raw data into something useful so uh i think google already does this a lot like passing json and uh turning into useful information to feed into their neural networks but right now i don't even see like neural network application in crypto at all like perhaps wintermute is doing something with quant trading but yeah i don't really see any of these in crypto but i think a lot of these rep will analytics tools and existing data infrastructure can just be pulled over into web3 and uh, i think that's the first like that's where crypto data can really take the first step towards becoming mainstream and afterwards i think it will be ai applications which is kind of like obvious at this point yeah yeah very interesting and also when you're looking at the tokens themselves like aside from let's say the top 20 which i think is already perhaps a little bit generous the bottom rest of it 
do you think any of them are substantial? Like their prices or like future prices are being substantiated by anything that's happening within like the supposed protocol project. As in uh, like all these DGEN coins that are like 5 million market cap or like... <clears throat> How, what percentage of the tokens out there do you think are legit? Hmm, what percentage? Okay, so uh, recently with all the sponsors coming in, I just like take a straightforward approach to like sifting through tokens that are legit. So this is more like a psyops thing, but if it's VC funded, it most likely wouldn't rock because the VCs wouldn't want it to rock, right? Mm. And the VCs KYC the team. Uh, regarding the exact percentage of the number of tokens that are legit, Mm, to me, I just feel like most NFT projects... Okay, NFT guys are going to hate me for these. <laughs> NFT projects and uh, meme tokens are most likely illegitimate. But uh, as as for like DEXs or like, like heck, even stuff that I can query in Dune where I can actually see what's going on, that's actually value accrual. So I can tell that most of them are legit. Like... Mo- Basically, all of the projects that I cover on my dashboards are legit. Okay, love it, love it. It's a subtle, you know, plug, <laughs> but it was. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay, um, in your personal life, do you follow kind of like any spiritual guidance? What are you like in terms of spirituality, or like you know, that kind of? I don't know what's the right word. Guide your your guiding principles in life. Like what well, are they? Yeah. yeah, I feel like you're interviewing me as if I'm like a Forbes thirty under thirty or like some like you CEO. But no, I'm not. I'm not. Future right now. Future future Forbes. Future Forbes. <laughs> future Forbes. <Yeah>. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, now maybe you can be. I can be thirty, and you can be like twenty nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't really have a spiritual guidance. Like I'm, I'm an eighties. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, spiritual guidance, I, I don't have spiritual guidance. I'm a DJ and I just, like, gui- get guided by price action. <laughs> I'm what sorry. You can't be guided by price action in life. <laughs> guided by the spirituality of the price action, you know. Yeah, uh, you're like, no eggs today, too expensive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, like, uh, every morning I kind of, like, sit in my bed and then, like, I pray, wreck me. So like I can't wreck me for like one hour. <laughs> Those are like your daily affirmations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna then send I, you crystal. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then uh, I messaged like Andrew Saunders from Arbitrum. When token? <laughs> when Andrew? <laughs> oh my god! Wait, okay. So what is your like daily day? What time do you get up? And like, how does how do you go through your day? Oh shit. So recently, because of all the like US meetings that I take from my like internship company, I've been like having a pretty fucked up sleep schedule. <laughs> so uh, I kind of like wake up at 9 a.m. Yeah, so I just like go to school and uh, do some like school tutor for like two, three hours. Then I, I should have been like way more productive in my time, but like, I... yeah, and uh, and then I just get like started looking at like coin gecko and then like looking at possibly some dashboards that i can make and then uh yeah so recently i've been playing around with my own token god mode dashboard a lot and um what do you like eat when do you eat and what do you eat 
<laughs> okay, so uh, as to eating, I just like eat like a typical like noodles kind of breakfast. Mm-hmm. Like Chinese noodles, I guess they have like some minced meat in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, as for lunch, because I'm basically work from home most of the time, I just uh, I have like this packet of kimchi, and then I just fry like an egg, and then like I <laughs> put it on top of the kimchi and eat it. <laughs> Love it. That's like super keto, keto friendly. No, actually, it's not like intentional. It's because like kimchi is really easy. Like I just stick it out of the packet. <laughs> <laughs> and then what do you? dinner <laughs> uh uh as for dinner i just like oh my family actually has this like catering system where they have like they just like send food over that they send to your school or do you like do you oh, no, no no it's not to my school it's like to my house <laughs> i'm not that big shit <laughs> i'm like that's so intense <laughs> no, 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 no i'm not that big shit yo <laughs> okay. yeah that, that's that's pretty much it uh, my life is not that special i guess <laughs> <laughs> Gen Z don't know the pain of certain things I found oh. my CD player while I was cleaning the house that was also really intense what what player? CD player Compact. oh okay okay I'm not that like oh I know what a CD player is yeah. <laughs> what <is that> players <laughs> what players no I have this like one video cassette that says MTV on it Oh, okay, yeah, I, I know about that, like the MTV kind of stuff, yeah. VHS. I don't even know what the H stands for. Video cassette, video, high definition cassette? No. I have no idea. I don't know. All right, okay. Um, Is there, you know what, I'm, do you have any burning questions for me that you think would be appropriate for our podcast? Mm. Uh, actually, how do you get started with like developing, by the way? How do I get what? To like started something? with like developing and how do you actually get into crypto? I'm actually curious about that. So like um, growing up, I actually like used Linux and I was doing a little bit of development, mostly front end because I was really into making my own website. So I kind of grew up doing that. I want to say I think I should have probably spent more time writing scripts because I mean, I feel like there, especially when you're really comfortable with using command line and doing a lot of tasks you can actually get to the point where you're doing like core development for um, your operating systems, where you try to automate certain things that you personally do all the time. So um, I wish I was at that level (laughs) when I was like growing up, but I was like kind of in that same like mental vibe. Um, So that's like how I got started in programming. And then I took, um, so I majored in philosophy and information technology and infotech was like kind of like focused on human machine interactions. So kind of like the soft side when you're developing um, certain programs and you're developing especially front-end user interfaces, how you can best have humans interact with the machines. And that was really interesting actually, because it was the start of the different philosophies that we use nowadays, which is, for example, Google coming up with A-B testing, um, also the idea that you have very minimal options on a, a software platform. So this way you can guide users because if there's only one button, like I think Google optimized so much of this, um, if there's only one bot button on your front page or like your landing page, then you can only do that one action and people will just do it automatically. So a lot of those kind of theories. Um, So I did Python programming and I did object-oriented in Java. But after that, um, I went into finance. I didn't have to use any of it. Like, I think at some point they were Mm. like, hey, do you want to code some VBA? And I'm like, not really, because it's really boring and kind of like 
the language is not that pretty. So I rejected that. Um, although it's quite a useful thing, especially working in finance. Um, and then like after that, it was really like when I got back into, well, got into crypto at the beginning of the year when I was like, wow, I can actually like understand dev docs, which is super powerful. I think when you're you know, doing a lot of the assessments about projects and whether or not it's going somewhere. So I agree with you. I think Solana is interesting because it's heavily VC backed. Um, a lot of controversy around like where it's going to go because basically I think money keeps getting pumped into the ecosystem so that they have so much money. It's really hard for the protocol to fail. But in reality, like I couldn't understand their documentation. I can understand like the basic white paper. And I'm like, is it because I'm not smart enough to understand it? Is it because like they have all this jargon that like they just make up words, right? They're like proof of time. I'm like, just, <laughs> just tell me like what you're trying to do. Like, don't tell me it's proof of time because I don't think you can prove time exists or not. Like, what is this? So um, I think it's really difficult to understand. And I think anything that's difficult to understand, you have to ask yourself, um, one, is it difficult to understand because I'm just truly not like at a level where I can understand it? Or two, is it just convoluting? Like, is it hiding information that can be explained in other terms? Or it's just simple, like it's not, it's overcomplicating a certain idea, which all like lends to credibility. But anyway, like, you know, things like that was an example of uh, how I thought my understanding of dev was useful. Because especially if you didn't have like a dev background, then I think you can easily be like, oh, well, I don't have like particular knowledge to understand it, where I think it's just really hard to understand. Anyway, so like that's kind of how I got into it and how I got back into it. But isn't it cool like to try to create your own things, especially like even all the dashboards that you're building? Like there's a point of there's like a pride, there's like a fulfilling factor, like satisfaction when like you see your perfect baby at the end of the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the this I think that's the reason why we are builders instead of like like shitcoin bumpers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a satisfaction. Exactly. Quality work. <laughs> The, but before that satisfaction, you'll be like hours of like trying to figure out package dependencies, setting up <laughs> your environment. Fuck, fuck my life, man. Yeah, yeah. and uh, figuring out like if you miss the colon in like a line of code. Oh, man. Oh, no, that's like that last bit is super stressful. But the package managers now are so amazing. It's literally like one command. It'll be like, let me check all the dependencies for you and install what, them. I'm like, what, what do you use, by the way? What do you use? Um, I heard people so use Docker. Hmm? Yeah, well, so for Solidity, I definitely just use um, mostly like NPM as the package manager, but like hard hat in general. Yeah. Okay, I, I don't know any of those. <laughs> I actually don't know any of those. Well, Truffle is like the old one. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Down. so uh, I'm just a like a pure SQL, like maybe a bit of Python kind of guy. So like, yeah, I I don't really know anything about JavaScript, sadly. No, you're gonna go. You're you're gonna do it. You're starting with SQL, and you, yeah, SQL. Honestly, if you specialize in something and you do really well, which you are doing right now, that's like amazing. And then we're gonna be like, no, Mochi, you can't do Solidity because then there's no room for any of us. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not gonna be the case. There's so much more to do with JavaScript. Um, you'll be like this massive smart contract programmer, and I'll be like, Mochi, do you remember those days when you're just doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think too highly of me. I'm not. I'm not on that level. No, uh, you're not giving yourself enough credit. Nah, All right, we're nah, doing nah. stroking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, I want to do the lightning round now where I ask you a bunch of questions. I feel like I want to come up with more fun ones, but here's my initial list. 
Um, actually, okay, I'm going to do one that's not in my script. Um, let's talk about you romantically because I feel like this is always a fun question and maybe that's how I connect with people. Sure. <laughs> um, okay, walk me through your perfect date. <laughs> Why do you have to choose these question of all questions? Because I okay. want to make it really awkward so that people can feel the tension through the podcast. Oh, okay, so um, I like anime. Uh, it would be great if like the person is into anime. Um, I, I'm kind of attracted to like intelligence in general because uh, I think you and I understand like like you know being someone technical and then like seeing someone who can relate to you like relate to all these like problems that you have at a personal level would like definitely like add to the chemistry between like the two of you. So, um, yeah, uh, would be great if I can talk about DGEN, like, tokens and, like, <laughs> smart contract events to, like, someone. Babe, uh, you just rocked this, <laughs> just rock this morning. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so, uh, I don't know, maybe in the morning we, like, rock pool one project, and then, like, in the afternoon I go to Japan to have sushi, and, like, and, like watch anime, and, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a really expensive date, Mochi. I don't think people can... <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a lot of profit, though. It sounds but, like yeah. a lot of expensive date. <laughs> All right, cool. Okay, now we're going to do the fun ones. So so these are like really quick answers. You don't have to like answer in full sentences, but just like in general. So do you prefer sweet or savory? Uh, sweet. Favorite thing that you've read recently? Uh, favorite thing that I read recently? Oh, shit. Yeah. Um, I bet it's a crap. tweet. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, someone said that like they admired me a lot, so like I felt really touched by it. I guess that counts as something that I read. Yeah, no, I love that. Your favorite part of the day? Uh, seven p.m. to like nine p.m. Why? That's generally when I'm in flow. But yeah. Okay, cool. Is that when you build your dashboards? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, actually. <laughs> love it. Okay. Um, your favorite, like, series of all time? Uh, actually, it's, like, an anime series, but a mm-hmm. movie would be, like, Ready Player One. Oh, and, I uh, love it. Right, right. It's, like, ties into, like, the metaverse narrative. Um, yeah. We're so degen. No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, and, uh, anime would be, uh, this is, like, anime called Death Note. I'm not sure if you know it. Oh, my God. Death Note was insane. Best series of all time. I agree. Right. Um, your best piece of advice that you've ever received? Uh, best piece of advice that I ever received? Mm-hmm. Take profit. <laughs> <laughs> Maximize profit at all times. Yeah, take profit. Um, what is the protocol that you're least bullish on? Least bullish on? Because we know the most. Uh, least bullish on. That's interesting. I thought you would ask me about which protocol most bullish on. We already did that, Arbitrum. Oh, yeah. Uh, least bullish on. Actually, man, 
I really wanted optimism to be a thing, but recently with like the fall off of the like transactions and the crests, that seriously not a lot of organic growth regarding optimism. And I think they have a lot of like regulations and concerns that they have, which is really hindering their ability to direct OP emissions to where it's really needed. So to where it can really drive protocol growth. So honestly, if they don't do anything about it, I'm kind of like going to breach all my assets from optimism to arbitrum. Like, fuck it. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so interesting. I love it. You're killing the competition and boosting the other one. Yeah, 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 Arbitrum is going to retweet these and like Optimism is going to block me, man. Literally. <laughs> but I don't think I'm rooting for your Optimism. And then like Rug Pulp oh, because you're well. gonna basically like short all the Optimism tokens now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Um, Is there anyone in crypto you have, you would prefer to have dinner with? Like, who would you want to have dinner with in crypto? Who would I want to have dinner with in crypto? Actually... The protocol that I love the most is actually Frax Finance. So I would love to have dinner with Sam Kazamian. And uh, honestly, I would like to have dinner with Alex, but I'm really meeting him tomorrow. So yeah, that's like a dream of mine. And Dune, the Dune Analytics founder, I'm not sure what's his name. I think it's Haga ETC on Twitter. Yeah, I think his name is Haga. So do you have a spirit animal? Penguin? Why penguin? I have no idea. It just penguin just came up to my mind. I, okay. I guess that's how spirit stuff works, right? <laughs> yeah, is it because we've talked about Linux? <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yo, the fact that you can use Linux is so crazy. Like, I'm not good. <laughs> you, you're really like an expert at setting up environments. <laughs> Am I <laughs> like panicking on the test? <laughs> no, um, no, no, no. Okay, do you drink? And if yes, what's your choice of poison? I actually don't drink because like I had a lot of issues with drunk people during my national service as a policeman. So uh but if I do it probably be like mm, probably just just be beer like from Asahi. It's like a Japanese brewery. It sounds yeah. like your days in the military were really traumatizing. Yeah, I mean, the, it's honestly traumatizing, especially for, like, social retards. Like, no. People <laughs> who hate bureaucracy. Like, I think that's why crypto appealed to us, because we're, like, so into, like, the anarchistic, like, you're a Linux user, so I... <laughs> so I, I don't know if that's, like... Yeah, 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 So, like, generally people think that Linux users are, like, anarchies, you know, like, against the government. Sorry that's if I'm making any assumptions. No. Yeah. <laughs> All right, last one. What has been your latest music obsession? Uh, crap, I'm such a weeb. It's just a bunch of, like, uh, Japanese songs. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, let me check. What do, use, what do you use as your, like, primary listening platform? Oh, uh, actually, YouTube Music, because my father subscribed to it. Mm-hmm. And we're just sharing it. But I would rather use Spotify. Cool, got it. All right, um, that was it. Um, all right, that was really exciting. Uh, I think we can kind of like end the podcast there. And then like what I'm going to do is like put together a little summary and then like, you know, edit this so that all makes sense. But actually, I am like really inclined to just put it all out there because it's easy. <laughs> and also, I don't know, unedited is kind of cool, no? Yeah, that's kind of cool. Like you can market it as unedited. 
Yeah, that's the way I roll. But do you have you ever listened to the Joe Regan experience? Oh, uh, actually, no. Like, I heard a lot of stuff about it, though. Yeah, same. No, I'm not that into it. I just listened to it because I wanted to look up how to make a good podcast, and I was trying to find my style as a podcaster. But um, I mean, like, literally, <laughs> his first podcast was like him with his intern slash friend who was trying to teach mm-hmm. him how to like set up the software on his like laptop for about 30 minutes <laughs> oh my god maybe maybe you can do one where we like set up linux or virtual oh machines god. on your computer <laughs> i feel like you and i should do like degen tutorials like you can teach me how to build the absolute best dune analytics dashboard and then every time someone asks you you just ship that to them <laughs> like me sitting there and be like okay I open up the page. What that I use? <laughs> Where are the lists of tables? Also, bro, like all of these tools, I'm like, why the fuck are you hiding your list of tables? I get it, it pops up once I start typing, but literally just fucking list it out and I can like see it on um. while I'm typing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, all right, cool, cool. Where do, like what time is it for you now? It's actually eleven forty-four PM right now. <laughs> yeah. Are you going to sleep? Yeah, I'm probably going to sleep afterwards. <clears throat> cool. I'm probably gonna go make lunch and then figure out my life. <laughs> is it like twelve PM right now for you? It's actually just ten forty-four. Oh, so you're 12 hours, 11 hours behind me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I have the day ahead of me. I still think you should try uh, why you can't make it to East Tokyo because you're going to be doing exams. I'll send you photos yeah. of that FOMO. <laughs> what, what, what? I said I'll send photos so you get mad FOMO. Why do you have to do this to me? <laughs> why do you why why? I thought we were friends. <laughs> I'll send you like really awkward moments of me meeting found and no, I'm just kidding. Oh my god. Is like Vitalik gonna be there? Are you gonna like send me a photo of you and Vitalik? Oh my god, I really want a photo of Vitalik. So he apparently he's super right he's super nice like if you ever get a chance to approach him so by the way i was actually in one hacker house with him in uh paris at ECC this last year and it was so funny because no one like you could tell everyone was fully aware of his presence right like you can't not be aware that like vitalik's here but at the same time like everyone's trying to be super cool like no one was approaching him he was just like standing and sitting by himself and like no one really tried to chat him up or anything also i guess in my mind it would be like a party but like it was technically supposed to be flashbots presenting a lot of their research so like for example one of the talks that flashbots did was um on cross-chain mev or like mv mev everyone says mev but i feel like mev in my head um (laughs) it's easier there was one part i remember where like there were so many like bottles of like alcohol and no one was drinking and i was like this is this is a true dev party like you know it when you're there <laughs> <laughs> this is a true dev party and no one's drinking <laughs> and also it's like maybe we just music and, like there was music playing and it was some type of like weird classical music 
And I asked, like, shouldn't we, like, put on some music music? And they're like, actually, mm-hmm. we did ask people to put on music. And Vitalik chose the World of Warcraft, like, soundtrack. <laughs> Yeah, this is cool. This is cool. Cool, 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 cool. Um, and then at one point, I was just like, "Can how cringe would it be if I really asked him? Like, if I was that one person who decided to <laughs> and like asked Vitalik for a picture." Yo, you should go for it. You you should go for it. Like the other time, there was like this this like picture, and then he he had like it showed his size, and then like Eve just went up by twenty thirty percent. Maybe the next picture you post up will like send Eve to over seven k. Oh my god! If I became the trigger, I'd be like, I am taking commission from everyone. Right, right, right. Just just like NF tokenize yourself, man. Make yourself a t- NFT, and then like sell it for a few million Eve. Then you can live like your dream. I do want people to sponsor my dream, but I don't think it's going to work that way. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. We'll see. I'm hoping I, like, I'll get one moment at some conference where it won't be cringe for me to like actually get a picture with him. But like, oh, that brings me to the other story. I was watching like for the research for the podcast, I was doing a lot of um, like watching different speakers, both in crypto and non-crypto. But for the crypto ones, there was one uh, interview with Vitalik, and I think it was the Bankless where um, David asked him, like, so, hey, like, you know, how do you feel like with everyone approaching you and stuff? Like, is it, it must be overwhelming sometimes. They're like, what do you do? Um, like, we never see you at the after parties because like, right, there's like a lot of parties every day. And he's just like, yeah, honestly, like, I just tried to like get home and like, go to bed early, get energized for the next day and like avoid all of the social interaction before I get mean. And I was like, wow, that's so honest and truthful. I mean, like, oh I guess God. it's true. <laughs> because he probably does have people coming out to me like, so like, you know, when is ETH going to be 10,000? He's like, bro. <laughs> when is ETH going to be 10,000? When moon? <laughs> like, bro, you tell me. <laughs> yeah, I was just waiting for the time where you go up to like Vitalik and then you ask him like, when's ETH going to be seven? 7- 10,000, like, when, when moon, when wreck me? Yeah, when me? When, when are we going to get another if airdrop? <laughs> like, like, what's your, like, what are all of your wallet addresses? Where's the rest? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. What's your what wallet address? <laughs> are you hodling? Are you hodling all of your, like, main tokens? Okay, so uh, I kind of did like some stupid prediction stuff and like so uh, fear of my stack, uh, which is why I so OP and frax too early. Mm-hmm. But uh, my main like stash of ETH I haven't really sold. So yeah, just <laughs> holding ETH and like trading G- DGen coins, I guess. Yeah, that's smart. I think that's like what everyone should be doing. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very right, cool. Well, it was very fun meeting you. We should do this again. We should just do like regular catch ups. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I want to know how your um internship is goes <laughs> off there. Oh, right, I'll DM you about it. But like, yeah, uh, my internship will end at about like May or June. I think it's June. Yeah, so we definitely have a lot more time to do those stuff then. Yeah, half a year. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, you're going to be so employed by the time you graduate. You're going to have, like, the pick. I wonder what you're going to pick. Also, I wonder where <laughs> it's going to be in four years. So, ideally, we, we, we are about, like, all unemployed, you know. <laughs> We're just, like, all unemployed, just, like, real wallets. 
Oh my god, isn't it wild to think that by the time you graduate, you'll have be a part you'll have been a part of the industry for 25% of its lifetime. Yo, that's kind of crazy now that I think about it. Wild. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, cool, cool. I will let you go. Um, but we'll talk like soon all the time. <laughs> yeah, sure. Uh thanks for having me. Honestly, it was a great time having these podcasts. Fully like honestly haven't been like connecting to people on a more personal level and uh this was really a great opportunity for me to do so yeah i can't wait to see you at the conferences i'm like very bullish on eat conferences as you can tell and i'm not gonna yeah. stop if you go to one <laughs> all right all right i'll, I'll like ev- eventually you know like when the boom, boom market comes you definitely have like i'll definitely be at one of the conferences you're in yeah ask ask your internship to send you to one <laughs> I feel like this is absolutely critical for research they have a hiring freeze, though. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. That's yeah. so yeah. yeah. But it's okay. It's just winter. It'll be over. Also, you have, like, three fucking years. Like, you can totally wait it out. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. I'll, I'll meet you one time in these three, five, three years. No. You have to get there before then. Oh, uh, okay. Okay, 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 okay. Stop giving me pressure, yo. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Hacker houses. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> You know, you, you tried to, like, end these, like, podcasts, like, three times already and we haven't ended it yet. Oh, my God. <laughs> what are we doing? I'll let you go for real. Okay, okay. Yeah, see you. Bye. Catch up soon. Bye. <laughs>